Bricks and stained glass do not a church make. Good morning and welcome to this continued look at Paul's letter to the Colossians, uh, chapter 1, verses 24 through 29. Let's read those. Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I am filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, that is, the church, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God that was given to me for you to make the word of God fully known, the mystery hidden for ages and generations but now revealed to his saints. To them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. For this I toil, struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the body of Christ. Thank you for the toil of the saints throughout all generations and especially for that of Paul who wrote this letter to the Colossians and most of the New Testament. Lord, help us to see, receive, hear, and be transformed by your living and active word this morning. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Paul starts off with something that is confusing to us apart from the work of God in our hearts. He says, I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake. How can anyone rejoice in suffering? If we truly love the Lord Jesus Christ, then we enjoy and rejoice in anything we can do for him. And if that involves suffering, then so be it. And we're not rejoicing in the suffering, but we're rejoicing in Christ Jesus, whom we love. Think of this on a, on a simple level of trying to explain that. How many times have you suffered through things that weren't pleasant to do something that was pleasant or pleasing to you or exciting to you? I think of hunting, and I did that for many years, and, and sitting out in the cold and the freezing and the rain and etc. and called it fun. Uh, people who go out and stand in lines overnight to get concert tickets or, or whatever the case may be. And those are just simple examples, and we're now speaking of something eternal. So Paul says, I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I'm filling up what is lacking in Christ's affliction for the sake of his body. Now, what he's not saying here is that there was any lack of sufficiency of what Christ did on the cross, but he's talking about his daily service to the body, and this is the, the real main point of this message, I think, today and, and from these verses, is the body. What do we mean when we say the body? He says, for the sake of his body, that is the church. The church is not stained glass. The church is not brick and mortar. 
The church is not any of those things. The church is the body of Christ. Uh, it is it is the body of the Christ who died on the cross and was raised again, raised from the dead to live forevermore. And so we are his body. And that body is made up of all believers throughout the earth. All people who have been born again in Christ who are alive today are make up cumulatively as a whole the body of Christ. We may have, we do have local bodies of Christ that is your local church, but we're speaking here of the whole body of Christ, the the Catholic church, not the Roman Catholic church, but the universal church. That's what the word Catholic means is universal. The, the body of Christ is made up of all believers throughout the earth. So that's what he, he said, for the sake of the body that is the church, of which, Paul saying, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God that was given to me for you. God gave Paul the responsibility of being a steward, an overseer, a helper of the body of Christ. God gave him that responsibility and that blessing. And for what? To make the word of God fully known. To make the word of God fully known. That too is what I seek to do when I do these podcasts and other things that I do. Not about me, it's about serving the Lord Jesus Christ. To make the word of God fully known. To proclaim the word. The power is not in my words, it's in the word of God and to proclaim those words throughout the earth. So what a blessing the internet is and the opportunities we have to reach across the world uh, to most of the people in the known world. To make the word of God fully known, the mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints. And the mystery is the coming together of all people who are in Christ to make up the body. Before this time, before the time of, of Paul's teaching, the Gentiles, that's everybody that's not a Jew, were separated from the Jews, and there was no thought of them coming together. No thought by them, but God knew it. But God is now just now revealing that that it is his plan for them to come together and cumulatively to make up the body of Christ. To them, God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. What a beautiful message. Christ in you, the hope of glory. As I've said a number of times, the word hope in God's economy in his scripture is not the same word we typically use when we say hope, because usually when we say hope, what we really mean is we wish. We hope that, that supper will be ready when we get home. We wish that it would be. But the hope that God speaks of is a sure hope. So Christ in you, when we are born again, when you are born again in Christ Jesus, 
then it is no longer you who live, but Christ who lives in you. So what, what, an, what an amazing thing. All of Christ lives in all of you, in you individually and in the body of Christ as a whole, and in every body, every single person who makes up the body of Christ, who has been born again the riches of the glory of this mystery. What a wonderful mystery that, that God has provided to us, not a surprise, but something that's beyond our ability to understand, except that God enables us to understand that we are together one body. That means that each of us have a part, and when any of us is missing, then the body is not fully functioning, and so we all have responsibilities. Christ in you, uh, Galatians 2, 24, it is no longer I who live. He said, I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. It's him that we proclaim. We don't proclaim anything about ourselves. We don't proclaim our beliefs. We proclaim the Lord Jesus Christ, him dead, buried, raised from the dead, ascended to heaven and coming back, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. We want to grow up in Christ. We don't want to remain immature Christians. We want to be fully trained, growing in stature and wisdom with God and with man. So we want to present everyone mature. Paul wanted to do that, and each of us should want to do that. We should want to grow up ourselves, spending time in the Word, spending time in prayer, spending time meditating on the Word of God, allowing God to shape and mold and mature us in Him. It's not something we can do on our own. It's something God does in us as we give more and more of ourselves to Him, as we die to ourselves and live for Him. He says finally in verse 29, For this I toil, struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. He's, he's talking about uh, struggling like, like struggling in an athletic contest. Uh, he's saying, I'm giving it my all. I'm running this race. I want to run this race well. I want to run this race successfully. I don't want to give up. I don't want to turn to the side. I want all my energy to be poured into this that I may present everyone mature in Christ, that I may so proclaim and so live out the word of God that many are touched by that, not for the sake of Paul, but for the honor of God. And he says it's he, it is God who works that within him. This is not a human emotion or a human reaction. This is God's will and God's plan and God working these things out in us and through us. So we thank God for that. We thank God for the body of Christ made up of all believers. We thank God that that we can suffer for one another as we seek to honor God and to be a blessing to others. 
and that we can make known the riches of God's glory that is Christ in us and proclaim this to everyone everywhere throughout this throughout this earth throughout this world so we just thank you lord for allowing us to be a part of this we bless and honor your name draw us to yourself and lead us in the way that is everlasting we pray through christ our lord amen god bless you and thank you for being with us today